Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you guys have been doing well. I hope you guys have enjoyed your week so far. Remember that if you're listening to this on Spotify or watching it on YouTube, uh, there's the video. So there's a video on Spotify. But if you're listening to this on Apple, uh, really appreciate it. Either way, though, would you mind leaving me a review? That would help me out a ton. <laughs> um, but before I introduce today's guest, make sure that you're following me. Subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, subscribe to me on social media, whatever one you love. Uh, just recently got on TikTok, but the catch is the username is all the same, Dalton K. Jensen. So you can join the newsletter at daltonkjensen.com. And with all that being said, let me introduce Brooke and Becca, who are the owners and founders of In This Moment to help children be more mindful and to help parents teach mindfulness to their children in a very healthy and fun way. So that's the episode. I'm really excited about it. They were fantastic. We had a great conversation. And truly, truly, I love talking about mental health and mindset, especially when it comes to our children, because that's something that many of us didn't get a lot of growing up. And so it's great that we can be able to do that with our children uh, today. So make sure that you share this with your friends. And without further ado, Brooke and Becca and In This Moment. All right, Brooke and and Becca, thanks for being here with me on the Thinking Project. Um, it is you're the owners of In This Moment. Um, so, could you tell us a little bit more about whoever wants us to? Yeah, Rebecca. Tell sure, us I'll about go first. Moment. As I say, a lot of times we talk over each other, so we have to like give a signal of who's going to go first, <laughs> so so that we're not both um, babbling. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so I am. I'll introduce myself a little bit. I'm Becca, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Um, I met Brooke working at a place called Sandridge, which is a civil commitment site for adult male sex offenders. Um, so we met doing mental health therapy treatment groups. Um, and we got introduced to mindfulness. It was a research for, or it was an institution that relied heavily on research. Um, and so we kept hearing a lot about like, you need to be doing mindfulness. You need to be doing mindfulness. There's all of these benefits for it. And we really got encouraged by our supervisors to implement it with our patients, but also start doing it ourselves. Um, and Brooke and I always say we were kind of hesitant at first. I thought it was super hokey. But I like to do what my supervisors suggest that I do. So I started doing it. And then I eventually drank the Kool-Aid and we both started using it in our personal lives. And fast forward a couple of years and Brooke came to me with this idea of like, I want to start teaching mindfulness to kids. We need to get this out to kids um, because we always related to, you know, we wish when we were younger, we had known a lot of this and that we had some techniques to help us with anxiety and things like that. So we create or Brooke created in this moment and brought me along for the ride. So it's been pretty exciting. I'll let Brooke ex uh, introduce herself too. And we can share then a little bit more about the business itself. Yeah, go ahead, Brooke. That's Thanks, great. Becca. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Brooke. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, and Becca kind of summed it up beautifully. Yeah. Uh, we met doing therapy and um, we found mindfulness works. And um, I started experiencing some benefits in my personal life. And it was really cool. What happened to me, I guess, was um, 
it just kind of allowed me to get really quiet and to figure out um, what I should do next, if that makes sense. I think so yeah. often we're just kind of caught up in this day-to-day, -day, do what you're supposed to do. And we just get like sucked in and we're just on autopilot going and going and going. And the one like major benefit of mindfulness that I truly experienced was to be able to get really quiet and to feel like within myself what I should be doing. Um, and so I got quiet and I uh, left the state service and um, did some things in the community. And um, then, yeah, I have three daughters. And so it was like back to my kind of life, like this, the purpose and meaning of your life. And so, um, yeah, I was like, Becca, we need to get this stuff to kids and how should we do that? And so we just kind of brainstormed. And in this moment is a subscription craft box. So we um, sent out every month, uh, um, you, the families get a box and it's full of crafts. All the materials come with it. And the, the whole purpose is to craft for connection. And so families do it together and we teach them mindfulness through crafting. Oh, wow. That's really cool. So it's actually, okay. Okay. So you, that, that's the activity to practice mindfulness then Yeah, that's right. is like a craft box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And crafting in it of itself is really mindful, um, which was one of the reasons we really like it is just doing the crafts is a mindful activity that kids can get into. And then all of the boxes, we have prompts and guidelines. So it teaches, we provide like kind of a script to teach to the kids the mindfulness concept. But mm -hmm. then we also have resources and instructions for adults as well of, you know, once they do the craft, this is how you can use it to teach the mindfulness concept throughout the week. These are different things that you can implement. And we also provide different resources for the parents as well. So, so that oh, they can cool. learn along with the kids. So that, so that they can learn more about mindfulness in general. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And each specific um, like topic that we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think it's important to point out too. Like, I mean, I probably wouldn't have run across mindfulness um, when I did, if it wasn't for my profession and just being in the mental health field. And so um, a lot of adults, I mean, haven't really heard of it either. And so it's important to us to teach it to the kids, but also it's really about, um, the parents knowing it too, because they're the ones who are going to have to keep introducing it and doing that role modeling. Right. So we do, we kind of cater to the kid and we cater to the adult too, because they're, they have to understand it as well. So we include instructions for the adults and the kids. That's really awesome. Okay. So, so Becca, yeah. when you were introducing the company, you mentioned that in your experience with mindfulness, it came about because you drank the Kool-Aid in a sense. You were, you were skeptical at first. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a pretty, that's a pretty general response, but I'm curious for you what your process was. And, and Brooke, same question, I guess, for you as well. What, what made you open your mind to the, th to the thought at first mm -hmm. that mindfulness, that there might be something to it? Yeah. So for me, um, so at my work, we would have, um, just like every day we were encouraged to come to this room where me and like however many coworkers showed up would just sit and meditate for like 30 minutes. We were encouraged okay. to start our day that way. And my boss went every day. So I thought it would make me look really good if I showed up. So <laughs> that was what got me in the door in all like honesty. But yeah, then yeah, once I started, like once I was in there, I had to sit 
and meditate. Like I didn't have anything else to do. And so I was like, okay, well, I might as well do this while I'm here. And I had always been someone where my thoughts would just run a mile a minute. And I always would honestly like give into them. I would always go with the thought. I was really anxious because of that. I worried a lot. I worried about things I'd done in the past. I worried about what's going to happen in the future. And when I started meditating, I noticed that. I was like, wow, look at all these thoughts that I have when I'm just sitting still and I have nothing else to do except be aware of these thoughts. And so the more I meditated and the more I learned about mindfulness and the thought and the idea that we don't have to become our thoughts, we can be aware of them and notice them, Mm. but we don't have to give into them. And that concept was truly life changing for me. It helped me um, manage a lot of my own anxiety. It helped me gain a lot of awareness around my relationships. Um, And so once I experience the benefits, then I was, I was pretty hooked after that. That's awesome. What about you, Brooke? Well, can I point something out real quick about what Becca said, Dalton? So she makes a good point and Becca, I mean, I'm her friend and former coworker and now like trusted partner, but like she's an amazing therapist. And so she was teaching mindfulness and knew about it kind of intellectually, like the whole time. But it wasn't until like you actually practice it. It's it's an experiential practice. Like that's, I think, what's really important is you can talk about it all day long. But unless you truly try it and experience it for yourself, um, you won't buy into it. Like you, yeah. you literally kind of have to experience it and to, for it to, I don't know, to see what works for you or not. Um, and there's a bunch of different things. We talk about mindfulness and a lot of times that gets confused with meditation um, when really it's different. So I'll kind of give um, a little piece for me. So something that I would, so basically this idea of asking the question, why am I doing what I'm doing? That's kind of what started my path of living more mindfully, living with intention, just asking a simple question, why am I doing this? And it was as simple as like, I don't know, hanging out with certain friends. Why am I doing this? Or parenting in a certain way. Like, why am I yelling? Just anything. Why am I doing what I'm doing? We don't ask ourselves that enough. And so we do. We get on autopilot and we just go and go and go. For me, asking that question just pulled me out of my reality. And it was like, oh, holy crap. You can't keep asking that question and not start to wonder about why we are here, like our purpose and the meaning of this life. And so for me, that was kind of asking that question, why am I doing what I'm doing, brought more attention and awareness to what I was actually doing. And I was able to make a crap ton of changes because I was aware of like things that didn't align. And then I was able to do something about it if I wanted to. And I did. So for me, that's what was kind of cool about it was just like it deepened my awareness of my day to day and kind of more globally. Like, why am I here You know, on this earth? My purpose, my meaning in life. So, right. Right. Well, mindfulness takes you, like you mentioned, Brooke, I, I like what you said. It just makes you more aware, you know, and, and it allows you to be like an observer of your life versus, right. like a, you know what I'm saying? Versus That's like right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Dalton. Yeah. yeah. Versus like passively going. Yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of conversations with, um, you know, around this topic, because it is something that, you know, that doesn't get talked about. I mean, more now, nowadays, mm-hmm. right? 
but but certainly it's and you know it's funny it's not even new it's just like something we've rediscovered right as a society right interestingly enough at a very like poignant time yeah totally totally yeah. and right. i do think um right like for me covid really made me reevaluate my life and like brought a lot of awareness like brooke was saying of like why am i doing what i'm doing what's important to me um and I, th I think a lot of people are doing that, right? And we see, like with the great resignation, they're calling it, people are leaving their jobs and they're doing something different because it's not um, what they've been wanting. And I think mindfulness is a great way to get at that as well, is to make yeah. us slow down. And like you said, be an observer of our own lives and look at, okay, what are we doing and why are we doing it? Right. Well, I think I like you brought up the the great resignation because <laughs> yeah. that's just a funny, that's just a, a crazy thing. I think, and I've said this before on the, on the podcast, I think that one of the things that COVID taught us was that nobody was safe. Like, mm -hmm. cause you know, you heard people go through co the COVID and in their jobs, you had people who'd been there for 40 years laid off without even a second thought. That's and, right. okay. and maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but maybe not in, maybe only in some cases. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause like, no, it literally like yeah. tipped the world upside down. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And it just showed that nobody, nobody was really safe. And so one of the things like whenever the great resignation gets brought up, I just was like, dude, people realized um, that like we have, there's more to this, right? Like, yes. Yeah. There's more to this, but also like in the business world, like if, if somebody else can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And if I, and if I'm going to be forced into that life anyway, I might as well, like, if I, like, I, I love the thought of like, if I'm going to be broke anyway, I might as well be broke doing something I love than, right. than being broke, helping somebody else, right. somebody, somebody else's dream in their business. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's, so that nice. was, it's interesting. You bring up money Dalton because where <laughs> Becca and I worked, I mean, we made a lot of money. We, sure our job, we, we got paid well and we, because we, we worked hard and it, our job was hard and it was, it was really, really, really tough and scary to walk away from that mm -hmm. security. Yeah. Um, wow. I totally lost my train of thought. Um, need to do some mindfulness. Um, but no, the, oh, the money thing, like being really safe um, mm -hmm. and the great resignation, like you're talking about. I, totally realized I was just living for retirement. I was right, playing it really right. safe and I got a good job out of college that paid well, that had really good retirement benefits. And then I just numbed myself because I didn't like it, but I had about 35 years of that job to get to retirement. And um, mindfulness and Brooke talking to me about this business is actually what pulled me out of it and made me realize like, this is what I'm doing. I haven't been aware of my experience. I've been doing what I thought I should be doing rather than what yeah. I really wanted to be doing. And I was too afraid to take the risk. And so I wanted to play it safe. And, but like you said, with COVID, I realized I'm like, this isn't worth it. Like, I don't even know what tomorrow will bring. So might as well yeah. do something I enjoy. <laughs> right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And it's it's just really, it's really funny about that because the world that we, you know, like everything that our parents taught us that would bring you success in life <laughs> is not the case, right? Like I heard, like I heard one of my really good friends 
talk about this when he was a guest on another podcast. He was like, you know, your friend, you know, your parents would be like, don't play video games. You're not ever going to make any money playing video games. You're going to waste your life doing it. And then there's, there's literally teenage or like yes. don't spend your time making videos. Don't spend your time on YouTube. People make mm -hmm. worlds make millions on YouTube. Yep. That's so <laughs> funny. We were just talking about this actually with the like concerns about social media and screen time with sure, kids. Sure. But then also, like you said, like it can be a really valid mm -hmm. career. And yeah. so if you take that away from kids early on, like, are you also taking away that opportunity um, in yeah. some regard? And so, well, yeah. The key to social media and, and you guys tell me your thoughts on this, right? Because yeah. I, I am an accountant and a finance guy. Yeah. But the key to social, the key to that problem for me, and, and at least in my life, is what we're talking about. It's mindful. It's intentional yeah. screen yeah. time. Yes, Dalton. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Well, and it's funny you bring up your parents because I'm wondering. <laughs> so Becca and I talk about this. I mean, I grew up with the message similar to what Becca was saying, like get a good job and you yep. stay there and you, you mm -hmm. plan for retirement. My dad, he worked for the highway department for like 35 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and that, yeah. that for our parents' generation seems like, like that was how you knew you made it. That was your identity. You had a job, you followed through, you stuck with it. I remember yeah, when I told my dad, the gold Rolex that's, right. that's <laughs> right. And it was just kind of unheard of that you could kind of explore different things or, I mean, I think my dad thought I was crazy when I was like, I'm leaving the state and I don't even care about the pension. And I just don't. And it was like very, very, this very foreign concept of like, oh, well, what are you going to do? And like, why, you know, you did all the school and now what? And so I do think that's like just allowing ourselves to, I don't know, sort through things and explore yeah. and see what we like. And that is just moving away from being so attached to a career and so attached yeah. to an identity of one thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And not, and not only like attached to like one career or anything like that, but there's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, this, this is my, one of my hot takes. In the fact that there's like no loyalty in the professional world. Like, unfortunately, better for worse. Like, it just like if I like if if I quit tomorrow, they fill my seat in a week. Like, yeah. I've I've been in the sales world, so it's a yeah. little different than like some of the other professions. But there's like no two week notice in my profession. Well, you like, oh my gosh, Dalton. Yeah. So <laughs> when I was, I remember I was pregnant with my first daughter working, and I was like in my head thinking. Oh, I'm going on maternity leave. Like, what are they going to, you know, my, my clients, all of this. And I remember talking to my supervisor and she looked at me and she said, um, if you died tomorrow, we'll just, we're just going to like replace you. It, like it's, it's not that big of, and I was just like, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Cause I was like, you're right. Yep. You will yeah. The world goes on and the world goes on. that's <laughs> right. I've literally seen a meme about it where it's like, don't waste your time on a company that's literally gonna just fill your shoes tomorrow. Like they won't yeah. care. So yeah, and that's and, like, and that's business, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, for better or for worse, mm -hmm. we live in this type of society yeah. where it just is so so being mindful and being an observer in your life and realizing mm -hmm. that you, we don't have a lot of time. You know, we all have an expiration date. The only caveat is we don't know when it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. So just, you know what I mean? Just yeah. like. So be, was that a big thing for you, Dalton? I'm just curious. Was like, was that a big, how long have you been doing your podcast? And was, did it come down to just being aware of what you liked and what you wanted to do? 
Yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed conversations with people. Um, yeah, great question. I, I enjoyed conversations with people. I enjoyed um, doing my own thing. And uh, I knew I always wanted to start a podcast. And, uh, and my philosophy in life is commit first, figure it out later, and just start. Oh my gosh, you know? I love that, Dalton. <laughs> like, like, I'm probably, I'm probably years behind some people. On, a, on on where my podcast could be and but but you know here's another lesson of of mindfulness and meditation like like you can't live in the in the shoulds right like That's right and should do you know it's just like whatever dude we're doing it we're rocking and rolling and I'm having fun so if only one person ever listens to this I'll be happy because oh and I just want to add to what you said too about like the whole um figure it out later because I do yeah. think being an entrepreneur now, um, there's a lot of times where it was like, oh man, we weren't ready for this or this, but <laughs> if you wait until you're ready, you will never, ever be ready. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, being a mom, like if I would have waited till I was like ready to do it, <laughs> no, there's just like no ready. There's always going to be things yeah. to figure out. Well, um, and, and my, you know, the, the, the motto is you don't know what you don't know. Yes. And so you just, you know what I mean? You just start. Cause like failure and I love, and I love that we're talking about this because my, my whole reason that I love sales and everything, like, um, and, and one of another, one of my hot takes uh, just talking about sales with people is like less psychology, more philosophy, because so the psychology of sales is important. And like, I can play all the games and I know sure. all of that. Right. But like the philosophy that keeps you doing like the day-to-day -day things is just, is, is more important if you want to stay and say, if you want to stay in things longer and that's kind of the, the idea. So I've got, I've, I've just applied a lot of this philosophy that I've learned in my life um, specifically like stoicism. I've, I've, I grew up with that, yeah. those principles. Yeah. And so, you know, you just, it, one of the lessons I learned from a mentor was, you know, if your product is perfect, you launch too late. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> it's wow. like, it's like you're gonna fail, and so failure. Did you have to get comfortable with that. Like, what was your experience around failure? Like, failures, failure. So this is great. You'll understand this because most mm -hmm. people don't, but you'll understand this. Failure is just a label that we choose to put on a situation. Yeah, yeah, you know I love that. Like it's like it does. It doesn't exist. Failure doesn't exist. You're either you're you're always growing, and like and you're you learning know, from it. Yeah, yeah. you're taking, you're taking, so fail, if failure doesn't exist, then success really doesn't exist either. Cause we're just yeah. moving and mm -hmm. we're, and we're moving forward. And if we can take one step, we've, we're, we're doing, we're doing all right. And uh, so, yeah, that's how I, I mean, yeah, it gets hard and, and I have ADHD, which, you know, naturally comes with some anxiety and depression. So mm -hmm. am I mm -hmm. perfect at it? Absolutely not but I do get a chance to write in my journal every now and then like it's my journals full, full of failures, just a label. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, yeah. You know. um, and I love what you said about not being perfect at it. Cause I think a lot of times I don't want to give the impression that like Brooke and I are just, you know, great because we do mindfulness yeah. and uh, it has yeah. helped us dramatically. Right. But right. Whew, right. perfect. We're far from. And, yeah. um, and it's true. Like that failure piece, one thing that mindfulness has really helped me with is my awareness around how I perceived failure and how Ooh. I grew up with this huge fear of failure. And if you messed up, it was terrible, right? Like it was bad, yeah. you were wrong. And so I, 
that I think that's a big part of why I took the route I did is because I was trying mm-hmm. to do everything I could to mitigate any failure and play it as safe as possible. And so it's been a real um, struggle at times with the business because we're failing, right? We're failing in quotes left and right. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, it, it takes a lot of awareness around, okay, it's not a failure. We're, we're learning. Yeah, it's it's yeah, just yeah, a step we're taking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Go ahead, Brooke. Oh, I was just like, yes. When Becca was saying, I think part of like the owning the business, and I'm sure you can relate to that too, Dalton is just like, I mean, you do have to be pretty aware um, because you could start spinning out real quick. There's a lot of things when you launch a business that do not go well or right. And, you are going to do a lot of things wrong and you're going to upset people and you're all of these things. And you kind of have to get comfortable with like, um, like one kind of disidentifying from it. So it's not a failure reframing it a bit, but also like just getting a little bit more comfortable with the discomfort and the being really uncomfortable and not knowing where it's going to go and just recognizing that where you're at right now is okay. Even if it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's true. I mean, we just don't, we just don't get it. We, I think, uh, I think we actually do compare ourselves, you know, too much. Right. At least I do. Like I'll see somebody, I'll see somebody younger than me with a a successful podcast or, or as a CEO of a, you know, a multimillion dollar company, I'll be like, man, what did I do? And Mm -hmm. it's like, no, 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 no. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Like you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And that's cool. You know what I mean? And and, uh, just being okay with like, whatever. And you know, the more that I was in, the more that I've been in sales, the more that I talk around, like I help people show them like side hustles and things like that to make money. The more I realize, like we are all in the same boat. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There's very I was few gonna say, people. kind of your your job doing the podcast and getting to talk to a lot of people. Like, yeah. is this very familiar to you? Like entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Like, I'm assuming we're all kind of in that same boat of yeah. struggle and right. um, wanting it to be okay and fear and and it's nice that I, I mean I could never do this business alone. I mean I count on Becca having a partner that I trust explicitly and be able to say like. Oh, I screwed up or please talk me off this ledge. Um, and she just normalizes that piece for me. So I'm curious for you, like talking to people, like, is that the sense you get that everyone's kind of where we're at? Yeah. Everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's in. And, and listen, and, and I learned a few things working for big corporations and, and big startups and, and working in with, with people like that is, uh, is, you know, number one, like money only solves money problems. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, nothing else goes away. And uh, so, so, so money only solves money problems. And then, and then what I learned, like being around other people uh, like this is problems just don't go away. They just get different, you know? So like labeling something as a pro like good or bad or a problem is just that like it's in our Mm -hmm. head. We decided to label that. And I and I do want to make a point like because I teach this to my kids and we can talk about, you know, mindfulness for children and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I do teach it to my kids like there there's a difference between failing and losing, you know, right. so, mm-hmm. so I, I do. I do make it a point to teach my kids like like to make sure that they know how to lose. Yeah. yeah. Um, but losing's not failing. Losing's just losing. Like losing right. is just. Yeah, we lost that one. That's OK. Not a big deal. 
but you lost. You know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. also keeping kids grounded. Yeah. Yes. Like you can start to, you know, that, that, oh, failure doesn't exist and all that stuff can go, can go kind of haywire if, you know, that's why mm-hmm. I have a, that's why one of my, um, you know, pieces in a, in a, in a book I wrote was like, like there's something sacred about getting your ass kicked and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. But that is a great differentiation of failing versus losing. And yeah. like that piece too of labeling things and how we're, we go into judgment where if we're truly doing something mindfully, we're not attaching labels to it. We're doing right. something, we're paying attention to the present moment in loving kindness. We're not using yeah. judgments. Um, and I think that's something, at least for me, I, w- I wasn't taught that as a kid and not that my my parents were like withholding the information from me, but they weren't taught it either. Right. You just don't know what you don't know. Exactly. Exactly. And I think like Brooke and I always say, like now that we have more of this information, now we have more of a responsibility to teach it to our kids. um, Since we do know it now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I like what you said too, Dalton about just, I mean, I think that's where you got to start with kids. And I'm sure parents are listening to this and like, how do you start mindfulness with kids? I think it's exactly what you just said. You start super small and you're learning and just figuring it out a way to like communicate that to your kids in little like tidbit conversations, you know, yeah. like exactly, you know, they, they do yeah. something wrong and you say like, that's okay. You learn from it and, yeah. and bring in mindfulness pieces. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. N- n- yeah. We don't, we don't fail. Cause I, I mean, as I like, I, I do subscribe like heavily to the stoic philosophy where, where that comes up quite a bit of like, you're labeling something that doesn't need to be labeled yes, good or bad. Right. Yeah. And there's that, yeah, you know, there's that story of the, I can't remember it exactly, but it's the, it's the farmer who comes back and, you know, he's like, mm-hmm. my son's leg broke and they're like, Oh, that's terrible. And he's like, well, maybe, maybe so. Yeah, and, and like the yeah. story continues, and and uh, it's like, yeah, but I don't know, is it mm-hmm. though? Because because one one of the tenants that I, I mean, again, like, am I perfect? Probably not. But one of the one of the tenants I like to live by is like, the truth can't hurt you. Mm-hmm. So if you lost, and it's you know what I mean, if you lost, and that's the truth, then there's nothing. Then it can't. Then it, there's nothing there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and to prove, and I love that, and to point out like everyone's truth might be a little bit different. And so for me, I think the mindfulness piece like just resonated so big with me because, and I think especially for women, this is true. Like we grow up with the condition of like, you look outside of yourself for answers. You look to your dad, your grandpa, your mom, whoever, but you look outside of yourself for the truth. I I was never taught like I know the answers and what's right for me. Mm-hmm. It was very much like kind of appeasing and figuring out what's better for other people. And I so I do think the the mindfulness piece about getting really quiet so you can feel what's right for you. I think there's a big piece of that um, as far as the parenting world is like so. I have my opinion for my daughter, but like, I truly want her to sit with her body and tell me what she thinks. Like her mm-hmm. truth is going to be her truth and it might be different than mine and that's okay. And, and doing it like that way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so. What are your thoughts, Rebecca? No. Yeah. I agree with that. And I was thinking about like what you were saying, Dalton versus what Brooke was saying. And I think for me too, a big piece of it is like looking at 
like facts versus each person's own truth, maybe, right? Like if you're talking mm-hmm. about if you if you lose, that's a fact, right? But how you perceive that might be your truth and how you're seeing the situation, right? And so because right. I do think there's this piece of looking at like, okay, what it what is something and how do we accept that? Because I think for me personally, I always really struggled with not feeling like I had a sense of control. So I would try to control things. And I had a really hard time accepting like, this is what it is. Um, and, and like you said, not having labels around that, like, this is just the yeah. fact, this isn't is. And then what does my experience and my truth look like oh, cool. around yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Right. And how do yeah. I come to terms with what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you say, did you say this is an is? Yeah, this is an I is. Like this that. an I is. like that. That's cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is an is. My, yeah. My mom, my mom would say, well, you said that I was like, oh yeah, my mom used to just say it is what it is, you know? Yeah. 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 There's no, there's no, uh, there's no need to go any further than that. Right. Because another big lesson that I learned, you know, just from my studies and, and own stuff is like, right. There's a difference between pain and suffering. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Pain, is, mm-hmm. pain is what we feel and we're allowed to feel that suffering is the story we tell ourselves about why yes. the pain's there. That's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. And, All and, about and, the reframe. Yeah. <laughs> right. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I think like, thinking about my own experience still, I, I would often kind of make myself suffer after I, if I messed up, right? Like, so say I didn't get a good enough grade on a test or, you know, whatever. Um, I would then suffer because I didn't do good enough when the reality is like, that's an is we can't change it. That was the grade. And so what are we going to do moving forward um, rather than punishing ourselves for something that we can't change? I can be upset or mourn that I didn't do as well as I wanted, but yeah. like you said, feeling that pain, but then we don't have to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then you just like, yeah, well, and, 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 and in cases like that, you know, it's, it, it is about just, yeah. All right. We take, we took yeah. an L go yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. You can't change it anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and even if, you know, and, and here's the crazy thing about like that control is, is this, it's a really crazy like paradox where like, we think we want to control so much, mm-hmm. but maybe there's the reason why we're not allowed to control that much, right? Like, do we actually want to control that if we could? Like, right. would I really would I really spend, like, if it's a test, right? Like, would I really spend another week to try to change that past grade? You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, probably not. True. Like, I probably would not. I probably <laughs> would just be like, all right, cool. Right. You know? We're going to move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you yes. wouldn't want to, you know what I mean? Totally. Like, well, and like looking back, seeing all these things I put attachment to that yeah. now I don't remember what my grades were and, <laughs> uh, you know, like not saying that kids sure. shouldn't study, but like, yeah. I don't, I don't remember what my grades were and I well, put a lot don't. of attachment most to it. Most people don't. Yeah. <laughs> so. Nobody cares. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. Well, because I, I the same thing with me, you know, like I like MBA accounting, like very GPA heavy, yeah, like majors, it, you know, and it's like got into the real world, nobody really cares. Past a oh. year, so nobody, true. Nobody asks you what mm-hmm. see, you know, what what upper level class you took in high school and what grade you got because we don't nope. care. Nobody cares. They all tell you when you're in it that they care and that it's important. Oh, yeah, they're like, and this is you get out and it's like, no, no, no. Life. 
Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, I know. I've, I've, because I've hired kids who thought, like, I've, I've talked with kids who thought they thought it mattered, and he's just like, dude, it, <laughs> can you, you know? But I, I guess my profession is a little different. Like sales, you don't need a degree. Like if I interview somebody and it's like, okay, you're, you're fine. Like if you can talk to people, you can hold a conversation, you can learn really quickly. Like nobody, everything, like, I don't care if you yeah. have a job ever. Right. You can come do that for me. Like, that's fine. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's just funny. So, so chill, but children though, learning, learning mindfulness, mm -hmm. I think we have like a really awesome opportunity, especially with like technology yeah, the, the screen time conversation is just wild. I mean, mm -hmm. why are, you know, like limit it for sure. Like mm -hmm. get outside, connect with people. Right. Absolutely. But we have this amazing tool like that's going to absolutely, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're going to be one of the last generations that actually goes to college. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know that's I mean? crazy. Wow, that's crazy to think about. I mean, why would you, like I didn't yeah. ever, I got... I'm almost done with my MBA and I never sat in a classroom to get yeah, it was all online. degrees. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to anymore. You don't or have even to. thinking about like writing on a pen and paper, like most things are going to be done via typing and via computer and yeah. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Like, so what, you know, we should like teach people. And, and I said this too, I remember saying this to like my parents, I'm like, we should just be like leaning into this. This is like going to be the future. And they're like, you're crazy. No, it's not. And now like, yeah. Nobody like ninety five percent of the world has a has a has a smartphone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's bananas. But this is a, probably a scary conversation for Brooke, who is very not tech savvy. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. So yeah, I can relate to like the the yeah. tech stuff. Like I grew up like scared of it. Like we, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So we didn't even have a computer. I didn't have a, my first computer till I was in college. Yeah. And so like, I was very afraid of it. And so I was like, Nope, I don't need it. I like, and Holy crap, do I need it? And so, um, I am very yeah. behind on, on tech stuff and computer stuff. And a lot of it was from like, fear, don't need it, kind of push back from it, don't understand it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you and and we're all like you guys live in the Midwest right now. Yeah, yeah. we're in Wisconsin. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm from the Midwest. And the Midwest is just behind in general. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it so is. It's, in most things. In yes. most it, things. It's not a bad thing or, yeah. or a good thing. It just, it's just it's an is. It's an is. Because like I so I live in Salt Lake City, but I'll go back to my hometown in, in Iowa. And yeah, and be like, you guys are still, like, there's still in my hometown. I, maybe not. It's been it's been a year since I've been there, but when I went there last year, there was still like, um, do you guys know what family video is? Totally. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. there? There were still family videos in my hometown, like people going and renting. Family oh, that's crazy. We like, still have the storefronts here, but most sure. the, all the ones I see are closed. They're not yeah, open. I mean, because like what? But, but when I crazy. saw them, I mean, but it was like, I mean, they probably closed now, but this was like 2021 when I saw this last time. I was like, what? Yeah. What? Like, yeah. You can, there's net, there's YouTube that you can rent mm -hmm. on digitally and watch it on your phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that yeah. It was banana. Like, that's yeah. just, the Midwest is just. I don't think that's anybody's fault. The Midwest <laughs> is just behind. I go, yeah. I go back in time when I. Oh go yeah, <laughs> it's true. And Brooke and I talk about that a lot, actually, of yeah. like launching a mindfulness business in the like where it's in the an e-commerce yeah, business, but yeah, we're based on the 
out of the Midwest. And like oh, a great one. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Because like received in the Midwest. Yeah. It, it, it's a lot of educating because yeah, yeah. a lot of people here have maybe heard the term, but don't really know what it is. Definitely haven't really been practicing it. Um, where, you know, like Colorado, California, the coast, that's where people have really gotten into it, Canada. Um, and so it, it has been a, a struggle at times of figuring out how to get people around us to really understand what we're doing and things yeah, like that. Yeah, which is, so this is kind of crazy though, because one of the reasons that I like the Midwest <laughs> and I could, I would move back if I could, is it is slower back there. Mm -hmm. Like, so you would think that this kind of stuff, just like mindfulness would come naturally. Yeah. Because it's like, it's lit. Like, you know, you've been, I don't know, you've been to California or like Colorado. I visited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the, the speed limit is 80. Yeah. You can't yeah. go over 65 in the Midwest and people don't usually. Yeah. 70, yeah. 65. Like, so literally and figuratively the Midwest is, you slow down yeah. and yeah. I mean that in a good way. Like, I mean that in a good way. Like I like that. Yeah. Quiet. yeah. People are slow. Yeah. People are, you know, I think, I think mindfulness, I do think there is just so much misconception around what it is. And I do think, you know, we talk about the Midwest and I think of, you know, like, like my parents or something. Sure. Like if they, if, if, you know, I, I launched a business about mindfulness and they still like don't really even have an interest <laughs> in hearing about it, which is fine. But mm -hmm. I think it's because they have what works for them. And they're just kind of set in their ways and that's okay. That they don't aren't really interested and they do feel like their life is slower and fine. And, and so they don't really want to hear about mindfulness. Um, and I, yeah, I think there's a lot of misconception and. Um, if it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Yeah. And I, I also have a theory and I could be wrong for about this um, with everybody, but um I, I think there's a, a religious concern for some people. Like people see it as more like Eastern philosophy. And if it if they have concerns, mm -hmm. if that were to, um, which again is because they probably don't really understand what it is, but well, it, you know? Yeah. So. Well, and in my studies, that's a, that, that is a big one because mm -hmm. you look at like the West as far, as far as a region of the world, very, very, you know, above the shoulders, you know, yes. very, very like architecture and, and, mm -hmm. um, you know, not, not that that's not, doesn't exist back there, but when you're talking about the writing, like the religious writings of the time, the West is very much like architecture, like STEM, like everything's got to add up two plus two equals mm -hmm. four. Right. Yeah. You, you take these like ancient writings from the East and it's like, we don't really care what two plus two is. Right. And there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of symbolism there. There's a lot of like, very like um like paintings and, and symbolism in the writing that you really gotta like break down. Um that's hard for people from in the western part of the world yeah. to break down because we're very much like yep everything everything has its place, nothing really moves, everything's mm -hmm. is there supposed to be there. And uh and and they you know it's kind of like when somebody you know that old uh that old symbolism of like the stork I never heard it, but it was an old thing, right? Like the store delivers babies and stuff. Yeah. Sure. It's like, there's a really, there's a, there's a scientific truth there. That's like disguised in, in this symbol symbolism that is just really hard for people to like, why would you just say like 
mom had a baby, right? <laughs> Why do right. you have to like, paint this picture? Yeah. But it's just how, how different people. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. It's always funny though. It is funny. Mm -hmm. Like the Midwest is, the Midwest is, is great. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, I do, I have, I, the Midwest has, um, will always have a place in my heart and I've, I've loved growing up in Wisconsin. I truly I have. did. Um, I did. I, 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 I want to go back for my kids. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and, and part of it is because of how like slow it is. Yeah. We can just take a minute. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's part of the reason why exactly why I left the state and more of like the city and we moved back to a smaller town was had a couple kids and there was this sense of like, oh, I want to slow down. I want to kind of be out of the hustle bustle. I want smaller classrooms. I want to know their teachers. I want that simplicity that I grew up with that yeah. was there for me there. That was a huge piece. And I, and I moved because of it yeah. right after I had my second kid. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And no, no one will blame me for that. I, I plan on doing the same thing, but isn't it funny how we like came full circle, how yeah. it used to be small towns and then we got the internet and then it was like, Oh, the whole world is a small town. And now we're back. Now we're slowly transitioning back to like, yeah, but it's, but it's not the same. It, it's great. Mm -hmm. It's a tool that will never go away. But there is something special about, yeah, like knowing your, you know, no, knowing your teachers and, and yeah. you know, like everybody reads the same paper. And when I think like yeah. the world we live in today, there's a lot. I mean, you guys, we talk about control. And I do think oh, there's yeah. the sense of um, there's a lot of stuff. It's a crazy world right now. And people like, there was a sense of that for myself of like, let's get back somewhere, small town where it's, you know, more safe. You said that at the beginning, Dalton of like this, like safety feel. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's very true, especially in this year and just kind of where everything is at. I do that. I, I, I read an article last year where it was like a lot of people are moving back home people in their you know mid-30s are moving back to small towns moving back home to like cultivate this sense of safety in some way and so yeah. that's a very real thing yeah safety like oneness yes the, the midwest is great for that like i remember yeah. growing up in the midwest and getting I mean, I was a troublemaker. I mean, but, but we were in a small town. You knew the cop that pulled you over. Like that's right. You were just you were just at the restaurant. You were just drinking with, with him at the party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like you're just with my dad. We were just. I was like my, right. my the cop that pulled me over was my football coach. Yes. Like, yeah. Or you'd be like, or he was like the the his his partner. He'd be like, dude, get home. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's stuff yeah. like like that that you miss because you get pulled over here and nobody cares. Who, you know what I mean? like, nobody knows. Yeah. And Can't get out of those tickets. About like crazy things right but you know you got kids running around past curfew the cop would just tell you to go home or yeah. i'll call your parents yeah <laughs> that's right yeah. that's cool you know it's just nice mm -hmm. to know that and uh and a lot of like yeah we just you know it's it's just really nice and, and really cool so for you guys though i mean and i kind of answered this throughout throughout the conversation we've had but um you know, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship for you guys wasn't always top of mind. Was no. it something that you guys were just thrown into then? Oh yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Definitely mm -hmm. thrown and into was, it. I mean, was because you just realized like it's time for you to keep going on your path or what, or what mm -hmm. motivated you? 
Yeah. So for me, my dad, I guess I have um, entrepreneurship kind of runs in my family. My grandpa started his own business and then my dad also started a business and then took over my grandpa's business once he retired. So I had kind of seen it modeled to me, like having your own business. And um, but I never really thought much of it, to be honest. I kind of didn't my dad was always on the phone when I was growing up. I didn't like that. And so I never thought I would follow in his footsteps in that way. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I mean, I was a part of the great resignation. I left my job during COVID because I realized that I had been just very much playing it safe. Um, and that I went into what I felt I should rather than what was really a good fit for me. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty extroverted person. I like to do a lot of different things. And I went into a job where I actually had to be pretty reserved. Um, I, it was a maximum security treatment center, right? Like we couldn't like bring stuff in. Um, I had to dress, you know, I had to dress really conservatively and things like that. And so uh, it was just, it wasn't a good fit for me. And looking back, I'm like, I don't know why I thought this would be a good fit for me. Um, But it's just, So yeah, for me, it was like really just looking at, okay, who am I and what do I want to cultivate in my work? Like, what do I want to be doing? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't want to look back in 40 years and be like, wow, I really stayed at a job that I did not like just so that I could have a good retirement. Right. (laughs) Well, and like now, you know, the good thing now is like, we don't need a company to help us retire anymore. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like exactly. I can literally open up an E-Trade account tomorrow and yep. do the same thing. Because most employers don't like match anymore. And mm-hmm. pensions are like. Yeah, we were match. a very rare situation yeah. where we actually had a, a match and a pension. Oh, really? Um, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very okay, rare. Okay. I mean, that's great. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Which, And I think that was part of it, too, is I kind of was like, oh, I'm this like rare so, situation. Yeah. Special. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, about, yeah. what about you, Brooke? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I never, ever, ever thought I could start my own business. I seriously, um, for most of my life, just pretty much um, underestimated myself, I guess. I never thought like I could start a business or do anything. Like I thought, eh, right. I'll just stick with, go somewhere, stick with it, and that'll be it. I never, yeah, I never really yeah. thought I, and I don't think like, having my own business is the dream. Like that's not what it is. I think right, it right. unrolled and unraveled how it was supposed to. And like it, things just happened because I allowed them to happen. Like there have been days, weeks where I have just been paralyzed with fear in the last like five years since I oh, left that job and just said, um, but I think I just keep allowing things to happen and it just keeps, I'm, I'm not, it's different. I'm not thinking too much about it, which is a a, a huge difference for how I used to operate. I used to be right. very cerebral and everything had to make sense. Um, and so for me, just kind of feeling my way through it. And I can't really describe what that is, except for, sure. um, you know, it's just right. get quiet and see, like you had said, money can't solve money problems. My, I don't think our minds can solve problems. I think sure. we have to get really, really quiet Amen. and um, we can't think our way out of everything. And that's what I was trying to do my whole life. And um, the, the being an entrepreneur, launching a business, that was never even part of it, but that's what had to happen for this to roll out. So mm-hmm. it was just yeah. really cool and exciting. And 
um, I'm really proud now to be like a business owner and I've never, I never really thought I would be able to do something like this. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, there's some, no, it makes a lot of sense to me because like I said, I just like reading about this stuff and I'm, I'm Polynesian, I'm Hawaiian. Um, and so there's a lot of like, it's crazy when you learn about some of these other like native religions and ways of life. Like yes. in most of these ways of life, there's, there's three brains, like your body has three of them. That's right. Um, and the smallest one is up here. Like this, yep. is, you know what I'm saying? I and do. So like your gut is, is like your intuition, your gut mm -hmm. is the biggest but, one. Yes. And we've learned our entire lives to shut that down, Dalton. Like yeah, that's like, the big. Trust your, yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't like, make any it, sense though. It doesn't yes. Yes. Like you get asked that, like, what are you doing? It doesn't make sense. Like you would be crazy to say like, I feel like I should, you know, like right. that yeah. wasn't a part of it. Like I never was told to like, Check right. in with yourself. What do you think? How do you feel about it? It yeah, was good. And yeah, if I felt something, it was like, shut that shit down. I didn't want to feel, I didn't want to feel anything. Well, and, and like, and, and again, back to that point that I was making just about the Eastern versus Western philosophies, yeah. which is like Western philosophies, logic, mm -hmm. Eastern philosophies, very much gut um, and like, and, and so you, do you need both? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess. Mm -hmm. But yep. one more than the other, I would say. Mm -hmm. yep. I've never regretted a decision I made on my gut. I yes. have regretted decisions that I made on, for money. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Totally. You know what I mean? like, and you feel it. You can feel it in your body. Like, you know mm -hmm. when there's a difference or when there's like a, a discrepancy of my body feels this way, my mind feels this way. And I was listening to this book um, by Eckhart Tolle, who has been a teacher of mine. I, I love his writings. And he says, um, like, if your body and your mind are saying something different, your mind is always the lie. Your mind will always be the lie. Trust, yeah. trust your body. Um, and, and for me, like, that's my, my learning and my practice is to mm -hmm. continue doing that. Like, I'm only a few years into yeah. that. And I'm really excited to keep going with that. And to to shut off the thinking stuff. Like I was never yeah. really good. I don't like that. Like all of like yeah. the analyzing and, and getting like, ugh, it's yeah, just, it's, <laughs> it's very, it is very taxing. That That is cool though. I mean, and there's energy that comes around us. And, and now listen, this is a part that I'm not an expert in, but, but I will say that I do believe in like, like Hawaiians call it mana. And that's yeah. just like the power and the energy that you get from like, being in your home, That's like right. your ancestors being mm -hmm. with you. Everything is energy and, and energy, energy does not go away. It just transforms yeah. and it transmutes. Right. And so, yeah, exactly. Energy that you get from like the earth. Like mm -hmm. that's, I mean, like yeah. I said, I, I don't go too far down that, down that path. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I, that's about as far as I go is that I do know that, that, the earth gives you energy. And so like all of that plays a part into like mindfulness and, and something that you just, I don't know, like there's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of, and I'm going through this book. It's actually on my list. I haven't read it yet, but, but the premise of the book is like our children have lost, like our culture has lost a lot of like rituals. Yeah. Like coming of, right. coming of age, like rites of passage and things mm -hmm. like that. So you know what I'm saying? I was reading a similar book, Dalton. I probably not, but in a, in a, in the same vein, talking about rituals specific to women. Um, but sure. it was like 
I mean, in some cultures, they really celebrate uh, when you get your period and what that means. And right. I was like, holy crap, that's a humongous part of my being. I'm a woman who right. has a menstrual cycle. I did not talk about that in school. I was humiliated and embarrassed when I got my period in fifth grade. I hid it from my mom for years. All of these pieces of what make me a woman and who I am, it was like, shut it down, shut it down. We don't talk about it. Where yeah. in other piece, other parts of the world, like that's celebrated and that's yeah. part of who they are. And so they they do these rituals and um, I think you learn like cool. and you grow and like you leave, you mm -hmm. like leave one life. It's this, it's this, you know, I, 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 I'll just bring it up, but like the Bible, right? It's like this Adam and Eve yep. every every step of the way, right? Like you leave this life that was really nice and really cushy mm -hmm. to like step into the step into the dark and grow. Like yes. you have to have those those yep. things. And so it's just funny, like mindfulness though is a great way to like to kind of wrap it all in, like great way to like bring it all back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. And really ground ourselves and yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's just what I was going to say. Yeah, it's a great way to just really ground ourselves and think about and be aware of right. our experiences. And yeah, like those shoulds that, that yeah. you know, I should be hiding this or, um, and I yeah, think you can, ever, oh, that, that's, a, that's a rule for me. Like if I catch myself saying should, Mm -hmm. Like I know that something's yeah. that's a red flag for me. I, yeah, I like that. Flag. That's a that's a cool little like and that's a good trick. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> well, um, yeah, like I said, I'm not perfect. I try though. Yeah, that's all <laughs> I, we can all do. Say? I had a I had a friend who I got this phrase from. He used it when he was like detailing cars, but he was said it. He said it's a uh, it's perfect from afar, but far from perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's totally. Like, it's cool. But yeah, go ahead, Rebecca. What were you going to say? Or Brooke? Um, I don't remember what I was going to say, so it's okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. All good. Well, you guys have been wonderful. On, yeah, on thank really you for having you. us. <laughs> yeah, this, this was, was a lot fun. Of fun. It was this so was fun. fun. Talk about energy, Dalton. I love your energy and your vibe. Oh. So you're, <laughs> a, you're a great podcast host. I'm glad you're doing it. Oh, well, I, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you so much. But I will give you guys back the some time. Tell us where we can find uh, the the craft box. Tell us where mm -hmm. people can follow you. Do all that good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. So you can order our boxes at inthismomentbox.com. Make sure you add the box. Um, so inthismomentbox.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at In This Moment Box. Um, if you go to our website and subscribe to our email list, you'll get 20% off your first box. Um, and we'll sh share all about, um, on our Facebook and Instagram, we share our theme on there, which changes each month, and share a bunch of resources and stuff like that about mindfulness and why how it's important for you. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, so. thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you being here. Thank yeah, you. Thank you so much. So much. Thank you.